NFL Draft Week is here. So today we are ranking our top quarterbacks in the 2022 NFL Draft. Who will Kate have at number one? What about me at number two? All that and more in this episode of Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I'm joined by Marcus Mosier. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give the show a follow. It's NFL Draft Week. So much stuff is about to be shaken up and our rookie rankings and our dynasty rankings. We're going to get a lot of answers this week, and we're going to keep you up to date with all of it. So be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast because this is going to be a fun week, Marcus. I, this is my favorite week of the year. Uh, so many lies, so many rumors. It's gossip season. Uh, and then we get to the draft and just everything is crazy and off the walls. So I'm I'm really, really looking forward to the, not only the draft night, but that Friday morning. When we get to just sit back and relax and talk about all the guys that came off the board and all the landing spots. So it's, it's a good time to be a football fan, it's, Kate. It's a beautiful time of year. I have a proposal for HBO pre-draft uh, reality TV. I think that would be the greatest show of all time in the universe. Just get inside, spill the tea. Let us see how the gossip trains work this time of year. I'm telling you, you have a multi-million dollar show. Oh, yeah. Uh, like day one. You you already are starting to see some of these teams put out their own productions when it comes to like building their draft board and stuff. And they don't give you the names of who they're talking about, but like you get a little bit of a behind the scenes look at what goes on in these meetings and stuff. But yeah, let's get an HBO thing where we actually talk about okay, hey, Kayvon Thibodeau or Sauce Gardner at number four for the Jets. Like, how much fun would that be, Kate? Yeah, and and we get to see some of the the behind the scenes, uh, you know, like the the tea spillage, uh, you know, and and just I I think I love who doesn't love reality TV. Yeah. Right? I also um, want to see like the, the GM send out the, the text to Adam Schefter, like, hey, will you leak this for us just to to help get this player <laughs> to fall? And then That's he the replies really like, like, hey, is this tweet is this tweet okay? Uh, just to just to double check with all of his sources that uh, they approve of everything he's uh, saying. Uh, all right, let's, uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about Adam Schefter. Uh, let's uh, let's get into um, what we're doing in the, this week's show. We're going to be talking about quarterbacks, and we're going to rank all of the top quarterbacks in this class. Matt and Ryan on Tuesday and Wednesday are going to rank the top running backs, the top wide receivers, and we'll be back actually on Thursday this week. Uh, so make sure you guys check that out. Thursday ranking the tight ends before the NFL draft. Uh, but today, Kate, ranking quarterbacks. And the way that we're going to do this is we could have been boring and lame and each gave our top six, but that's no fun. Uh, this is a draft kind of show. So we're going to draft our quarterback prospects, Kate. And I'm going to allow you to have the number one pick. Who is the top quarterback in this year's draft? All right. I'm I'm going to go the chalk chalk route here. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Malik Willis, QB1. Mm. Um, which is literally the most chalky pick uh, in the history of the universe. But quarterback out of Liberty has had a phenomenal couple of seasons. 
not against the toughest of competition, but he shined when given the opportunity. He's got a strong arm, but the best part about him is obviously his legs just dominated the rushing scene it has a, a cannon. I think we've seen just so much potential out of him that if he comes into the, the right situation in the NFL draft, he's certainly got the highest ceiling for fantasy football, courtesy of his legs. He's, he's just a baller. He's an athlete. And we know that even if uh, there are question marks about the development of his arm and whether or not, um, you know, I, I think the, the, the floor is maybe a little bit lower with his arm in terms of safety there. Cause I think he's got some work to do, but without a doubt, he's definitely got the highest ceiling for fantasy production among any prospect in this draft. I don't want you to tell me who your number two quarterback is, but how big of a gap is there for you between Willis and your number two? It's a decent gap, but I don't think it's as big as the, the gap that, I perceive everybody else's gap to be. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I agree with you. It's Malik Wills just because he's got the most rushing upside. He might have the strongest arm in this class. And I think he's frankly, probably going to have the, the most draft capital, right? It seems pretty likely at this point that he's going to be the number one quarterback drafted. If not number two. Um, and I actually think the, the, the later that he falls, the better it is probably for his, his dynasty value, right? If he falls into the teens or the 20s and lands with a better team that's maybe a little bit more patient with him and can allow him to sit for a year or maybe even two years, I do think the odds of him working out are much higher. So um, uh, it it's hard not to see him at least being a Jalen Hurts-level quarterback in the NFL. And we know for us in Dynasty, that's fantastic. That's a, that's a QB1 all day long. So – I don't disagree at all with that one. All right. All right. Well, we're going to have to get into the number two quarterback, Marcus, because this is where everything shakes up. And I think this is like everybody has Malik Willis QB one, everybody. But QB two is where we start to see some rumblings and some uh, just surprises. So, Marcus, who is your QB two? Who are you drafting? QB2 Desmond Ritter, quarterback. All right. Cincinnati. Um I think of all the quarterbacks that we're going to talk about here in terms of like physical tools, like arm strength and, you know, being able to throw the ball 65 yards down the field on the run. Ritter's probably at the, the bottom of that list. Um, but I do love his decision-making. I love his athleticism. It seems like he's really smart and a good leader. And I just think that's going to allow him to stick around for a long time. And I, I get, I don't think the ceiling is as high as maybe some of the other quarterbacks on this list, but I just feel like he's going to be a average starter for eight to 10 years. And if you're an average starter, even in the Ryan Tannehill kind of mold of quarterback, that's useful. Um, so I, yeah, I, I, I like Desmond Ritter quite a bit because I think there's a lot of safety there in Ritter. I think he's got probably the safest arm right now, not not in terms of arm strength, but just um, in what he can do with his arm and, and the decision-making and the ball placement. I, I feel safest with Desmond Ritter, I, probably out of any of these prospects in the class. But you mentioned, you know, the 
the fact he's a he's a stellar athlete. We saw plenty of rushing production. Dropped off a little bit in his final mm-hmm. season with Cincinnati, but in his first three seasons there, uh, posted at least 580 rushing yards in each of those seasons. Had 12 rushing touchdowns in his junior year. He's got all of the the physical tools. He tested out super well at the combine. So, you know, maybe that wasn't necessarily built into his game so heavily at, at the collegiate level, but. I think if you find a a coach that can, you know, mold their offense into a, a you know a, a way that he can showcase some of that athleticism, would be fantastic. But do you think he could be like Jared Goff with a little bit more athleticism? I think that's fair, but I actually I like I, I like where Desmond Ritter's at more with his decision the decision making. I don't disagree. I, I just think he's kind of that – he's a very linear quarterback, kind of skinny. But I think most of his best stuff comes in the short to intermediate stuff, getting rid of the ball quickly, not taking a lot of sacks. I could just see him, if he gets paired with the right offensive coordinator and the right scheme, putting up, you know, 28 touchdowns, seven interceptions, three or four rushing touchdowns. Like, something like that seems very attainable. Yeah, absolutely. I think – uh you hit the nail on the head. This was probably where this next quarterback and the guy that I'm about to draft, they're very close neck and neck for me. So Desmond Ritter here. I love that. And I feel like the consensus has leaned towards Matt Corral at the QB two point. So I like that we're pivoting away from that. We're a little, we're different. We're having fun here. Yes, we are different. Uh, so again, Malik Willis at number one, Desmond Ritter at number two, Kate's back up on the clock here at number three. But before we get to her pick, a little bit of suspense, I can tell you guys about Athletic Greens. I've been at, on Athletic Greens for the last, oh, I think, six weeks now. I uh, absolutely love it. It has a very mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to having it each morning before I have my cup of coffee. So what is in Athletic's uh, Greens? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals to help start your day off, right? It costs less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and plus, it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. So it's actually cheaper than going out and just buying all the vitamins and minerals yourself. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially with us us heading into flu, cold, allergy season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health. All right, Kate, you are back up at pick number three. Who do you got? All right, I'm going with Sam Howell here, who it's no question that I've been a big Sam Howell fan throughout this whole pre-draft process. I'm very excited to see where he uh, eventually ends up. But Sam Howell, like you want to talk about uh, the arm of Malik Willis. I think Sam Howell has the second best arm in this draft class right now. And he's not really being talked up so much. I feel like he's sort of losing steam as we approach the NFL draft almost. And uh, I'm not 
I'm not quite sure why, because the arm is there. We know, you know, he's not like a, an athlete to the degree of uh, a Desmond Ritter, but I think Very his balance run. of, uh, you know, ability to uh, make plays with his legs. We saw him hit a uh, over a thousand rushing yards in his final season uh, at UNC. We know he's he's mobile enough. I really like Sam Howell. I think he's a very balanced quarterback and the way that he can win downfield uh, in the deep inter intermediate passing ranges. Uh, I, I just think I, I love, I love the safety of his arm, but I do think that he's going to have plenty of scrambling opportunities and he's got the legs to do it at the next level. He's going to be a bigger fantasy impact than I think most people would think. So Kate and I did a show, uh, oh man, was it maybe a month ago on Sam Howell where we got into some vehement disagreements about Sam Howell's game and his projection to the NFL. We don't have to go through all that right now, but it's a really good episode if you guys want to listen to it. I, I just don't see an NFL starter, but I agree with the tools. Like the arm is fantastic. The, the rushing ability, you turn on any tape, you can see him. I mean, he's a really good runner. He's really tough. He's pretty smart about it. I think you can get him near the goal line, and he's got a good feel of how to get in to the red zone or into the end zone. I, I think he, he, for me, is a like his comp is a dead on mix between Baker Mayfield and Russell Wilson. And I think you'd you'd very much like if if he turned into that at the NFL level. Um, I I think that's the perfect. Of course, I'm biased, and I think my own comp is is dead on, but I, I just feel like it, it it's impossible not to see shades of each of those players. The, the toughness from Baker Mayfield, the, um, the playmaking ability on his feet and Russell Wilson, all it, he's a fun guy to watch. And I think in the right system, we're going to get to see him utilize some of those tools. Um, but you know, it's nice to, I think, have that balance in a, a season where, UNC's offense didn't exactly shine. They lost some playmakers from the year prior. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Like when he didn't have those options in the passing game and when we saw him take a step back as a passer, we saw him uptick the run. And I, I like that he had that balance. And uh, I, I think that, that provides a really nice safety net at the next level if he gets into the right situation. I don't think his game is too dissimilar to Jalen Hurts. Now, I think he's got a much better arm than Jalen Hurts does, um, but I think they're both similar runners. Like, they're not going to run away from you necessarily, but they're smart, and they can kind of, you know, if they get matched up with the linebacker, they can kind of run past the linebacker or run over the linebackers if they need to. Um, the difference for me is I don't think his pocket awareness is as good as uh, Jalen Hurts. I think Hal takes far too many sacks. Twenty-two sacks on third down this year. Again, you just you're not going to be able to do that in the NFL. But uh, here at number three, I get I get the argument because you're you're just aiming for upside, athletic upside, arm talent upside. Don't have too many problems with pick. Uh, Kate, for me at number four, I can't believe you left this guy on the board for me. Kenny Pickett. Uh, I know Kenny Pickett doesn't have the highest ceiling of all of these quarterbacks, but I just think he's a good value here considering he might be the first quarterback to come off the board. I also think he's probably the most 
pro ready. And if you can get a quarterback that's going to come into a system, especially if it's like the Saints or something like that, where he can play in a dome so his tiny hands can hold the football and drive it to the <laughs> outside, I think Kenny Pickett can be a solid QB2 too for your lineups. Again, the upside's not super high. But if you want somebody that's going to start and probably keep a job for a while, I, I like Kenny Pickett. And that's where we disagree because I, I have concerns about Kenny Pickett's overall longevity, um, it, it, you know, for his career in the NFL. I'm not I'm not sold on Kenny Pickett. Okay. I'm going to need – he's a guy that I'm going to need to see it before believing it uh, as somebody who's in the process of buying a house and has seen a million of them right now. Like he's one of those houses that I'm not in love with right off the bat. I can maybe see the potential if, with some heavy renovations, uh, but I'm not, I'm not sold on Kenny Pickett. And I think the fact that, uh, you know, it, I'm wondering what really is the ceiling. Cause I feel like best case scenario, the absolute best case would be Derek Carr and He's very, very like uh, barely. He doesn't have the arm of Derek Carr, but I think. But I get what for you're fantasy, saying. for fantasy, I think that's yes. what you're going to. He's a better athlete, and I think he will. Uh, we'll probably see him. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, maybe scramble more at the next level than we see Derek Carr. I, I think he's he's going to be more useful outside of the pocket than we necessarily see Derek Carr, but. For fantasy, I genuinely think that that is like best case scenario where you're going to probably see his production fall is a Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins range, which, uh, and I think that's the absolute best case scenario. I don't disagree with you. I I, I really don't. I, I actually, I don't see him being a better quarterback than either Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr, but I think there, I think there's a good chance that he falls somewhere between the 16th and 20th best quarterback in the NFL. And I'm not talking about dynasty, right? Cause I'm just saying, if you rank out the quarterbacks, the 16th to 20 best, is that super ideal? No, it's not. But if you can hang hang around for eight to 10 years as a average to maybe even slightly below average quarterback, you're going to get a lot of opportunities to play. And again, that has I'm surprised that's itself. how far out you're projecting Kenny Pickett's career. A lot. That's I'm just surprised because I like. I, I just know. see somebody who's going to be a baseline NFL starter for a while. I, 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 he'll probably bounce around from a couple teams. At least in my opinion, I don't think he's a franchise. I'm going to carry my team to the Super Bowl kind of quarterback, but he's not going to be so bad that you want to to bench him or completely get rid of him and stuff. I just think he's going to be fine. Uh, and at QB four, that's I think that's good value. Yeah. Yeah. You're just not you just not a Kenny Pickett guy. That's all right. It's fine. It's fine. No. Uh, no. We've got two picks left, Kate. Uh, number five and number six. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. I have a Built Bar around here somewhere. I don't know where I put it. But uh, this time of year, almost everybody has given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not us. We are sticking to ours to eat better thanks to Built Bar. And it's because it's not really all that hard because Built Bars just taste so good. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Bilt Bars contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but get this, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar, and really it's not even a contest because they have 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. 
Plus, Built Bar has so many great flavors, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. They've got a new peanut butter one that came out this week. Uh, I've got double chocolate. Uh, there's a cookies and cream one that I really like. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, Kate, your final pick here at number five is? Matt Corral. I don't even like Matt Corral, but I I do think it, like he can't fall past QB5. Uh, and if it were up to me, I would have taken him over Kenny Pickett here. There's a lot of question marks about Matt Corral for me. And uh, I, I mean, you've got to like his arm, but sometimes he lacks touch that I think he's going to need to wrangle in a bit of that uh, before he makes his, his next step at the NFL level. Um, there's been questions about maturity. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of yeah, points, we right? don't know what we're really going to get, but yeah. he's got arm strength. He's mobile um, it combined for over 1100 rushing yards in his last two seasons at Ole Miss. I think he's got lots of traits that we like and lots of traits that can translate to upside, uh, particularly for fantasy football, but it's going to be key. I think for him to, to develop properly and land with a, uh, you know, maybe some, some structured coaching staff and where they can develop him as a leader where they can, um, you know, again, just, uh, his arm strength, I, I keep going back to his arm strength and it's great, but he does lack touch at times. And I think mm -hmm. if he's going to be a consistent passer at the NFL level, he's going to need to wrangle that in a bit. Um, I, I mean, it feels like all, all he does is throw lasers and, you know, depending on the system that we're going into it, you know, if you're looking at those, some of those short and intermediate throws, they're, they're just impossible uh, catches for these receivers to make unless Matt Corral can just corral it in a little bit. The tools are really good. He probably has the quickest release in the class. He probably has the strongest or second strongest arm. He's a really good runner. There's just something about him when you watch him that leaves you, I don't know, lukewarm. Wanting more. Him, right. And it could be, He's got the lowest passing grade when pressured in this class. It's a very heavy RPO offense where he's throwing the ball to wide open guys. And if the guy's not open, he's running. Um, his passing numbers on critical downs are not good. Um, I have his passer rating by down right here, and it's it's not super ideal. Okay, first down, 171. Fantastic. Second down, 164.2. Third down, 95.9, which is well below the college football average, not even NFL prospect average, well below the college football prospect average 4.6 yards per attempt on third down. Just seems like whenever there was pressure or whenever there was a big moment in the game, didn't really step up. And I think when you combine that with maybe some off the field concerns, the leadership concerns, I understand why he's falling in the draft. So I, I would like to see him fall actually to the second round. Maybe go to some place like Indianapolis with Frank Wright. Maybe you go to Atlanta and you sit behind Marcus Mariota. I, I just think he's somebody that I I really don't want to see play at all this year. <laughs> I, I, uh, I wasn't sure if you were going to say this year or if you were just going to say, I don't want to see him play. And I was like, I, I mean, I just, uh, well, yes, it's rough. But I, I mean, ranked fifth in, in terms of 
you know, number of screen yards that it just feel like he wasn't asked to make a lot of super big decisions. Like Desmond Ritter is a guy that I, I think we saw um, fantastic things for him in terms of, uh, you know, the, the offense, letting him play things out and make his own decisions and, and adjusting plays at the line. You didn't see that from Matt Corral. How is this going to translate to uh, NFL? We don't know. Uh, but I think he's probably one of like the least safe prospects out of I, uh, this entire group. All right. So I feel like there's a pretty clear top five quarterbacks, which is Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral. The order can change. We both agree that Malik Willis is the number one quarterback in this class. But how you rank those next four, pretty interchangeable, depending whether you want upside or if you're looking for safety. I took some safer guys in Ritter and Pickett. You took Hal and Corral. After that, it's all about what you want. Do you want a guy like Carson Strong at number six that you know maybe have more in the pocket, throw the ball down the field in the mold of Joe Flacco, if he hits the ceiling, more likely Ryan Mallett if you if you want a quarterback. That's not where I'm going, Kay. I'm going to go way off the wall here, right? A guy that we haven't even talked about. Skyler Thompson, quarterback from Kansas State. Now, if you haven't seen Skyler Thompson, I get it. There's a pretty good chance that he goes late day three, maybe even undrafted. But when we're getting to this point in our quarterback rankings, you're shooting for upside. And I kind of think he's got the most upside of any of these other quarterbacks. Uh, he was a five-year starter at Kansas State. Um, he was a, an amazing runner for a, a lot of, or especially early on in his career. And you can just put on the tape and watch him against some good defenses like Baylor or LSU from a couple years ago. And you can see him beat those teams and have some incredible games. Uh, I, I, I just, there's something about him that I like that I think is going to, uh, have him stick around for a while. So keep an eye on Skylar Thompson, my sixth rated quarterback in this year's class. Okay. All right. I, Again, the, I, the I, options here at six are not great. Let, let's just be They're clear. not Before great, but I thought, I thought Carson Strong was probably going to be like an immediate uh, lock in there for you at six. But um, I, I just feel it, like his upside is so low. And the, the floor is pretty low, too, when you consider his injury history and where his knee is at. That's the concern, definitely, is the the what is the floor. And, uh, you know, especially for uh, when we're evaluating the ceiling, again, for fantasy football, not always the ceiling for an NFL starter because uh, there's something yeah. very special about a pure pocket passer. But how well does a pure pocket passer translate to fantasy production? Not super well. Unless, unless you're, you're Tom Brady, Brady, right? And I got a feeling Carson Strong is probably not Tom Brady. Just an inkling. Just an inkling. Uh, so there you go. We ranked the uh, the quarterbacks for the 2022 NFL draft. I know people are going to be upset about the Skylar Thompson ranking. That's okay. You tell me who you'd rather have there, and I will I will make fun of your answer as well. So it's, it's not great. <laughs> uh, Matt and Ryan back on Tuesday and Wednesday to draft and rank the uh, running backs and wide receivers. Kate, you and I back on Thursday to talk about the tight ends and what a wild tight end class this is. It's, it's certainly something. But uh, enjoy NFL Draft Week. Continue to follow the show at Lockdown Dynasty on Twitter. Uh, you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on YouTube. We have shows up every single day. So make sure you guys are looking out for that. Follow Kate at FF Ball Blast. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. 
Enjoy draft week. We'll see you guys back here on Thursday.